thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Hey, if you have your Bible, let's go to Romans chapter 6 today. Uh, uh, I really want us to talk a little bit about, um, about baptism, and, and I want to do a few things. One, I'd love to remind you, for those of you that uh, have been baptized, what it meant that you were baptized. My dream would be that your memory of it and your enjoyment of it would come back into focus a bit. For those of you that uh, have said yes to Jesus, he's rescued you, he's saved you, you've said yes to Christ, but you haven't taken a public step in uh, being baptized, uh, you might want to consider taking that next step in baptism. That's the second one. A third idea is I would, I would love for you to dream about being someone that baptizes others. Like, I just would love for, I, I know I know you got different dreams and we've got sports dreams and we've got health dreams and you've got financial dreams, but what would it look like if you had a dream to obey the Great Commission where Jesus says, go into all the world, make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One of the ways that we do baptism here is that we invite you to get in the dunk tank with us. And so it's, it, it could be just a couple pastors in there but uh, it's really fun when somebody that you have uh, walked with them on their spiritual journey, and it could have been for hours, weeks, years, maybe decades, where they invite you. They want you, hey, you've been significant in helping me in my journey. I want you to jump in and, get, and, and baptize me. I just think when I read Jesus and he says to go into the world and make disciples and baptize them, I, I, I don't know that it's true, but I think that on your list of goals and dreams, it's easy to not have you helping other people come to know Jesus and baptizing them uh, at the top of the list. But I, 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 wanna, I wanna just invite you to start to pray about what would it look like for in addition to all of your goals and all of your dreams, if you could put what lasts forever on the sheet of paper, on, well, on the screen now, like at the top. Uh, and, and you could even just kind of get a vision for what that would look like. So I wanna take some time today and just and dive into baptism. And I'm gonna launch out of Romans 6 because I, I love the way that Paul talks about baptism. I think there's a way that we can look at this text and it can make a difference in those of you that have already been baptized where you can remember what, what Jesus has done for you and that you went public with your faith. So Romans chapter six, verse one, I'm gonna read 12 verses and then I'll pray. It says this, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Say new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in the resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. 
The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives in God. So in the same way, count yourself, or you could say credit yourself, count, or consider yourself, or count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And therefore, because of that, therefore, whenever there's a therefore, you say, what's it there for? Because of verse 11, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that uh, you obey its evil desires. Father, we love you today. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us, your people, your church, the fellowship of the baptized, to go on public display of what you have done in our lives. We thank you that you saved us. You redeemed us. Salvation is free. And I ask, Lord God, that we would take obedient steps and go public with our faith and be baptized. We ask that we would see people rescued from sin, no longer a slave to sin, but now followers of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, for a, an abundance of baptism. I pray, Lord God, that we would frequently have people saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. Let the whole world know. We love you and we honor you. And everybody said, amen. Uh, Pastor Josh Copeland uh, got engaged last week, everybody. And so <laughs> uh, he was in the 9 a.m. service. Uh, and so he's uh, gone public with this engagement. So I don't know if you know Pastor Josh, but he, he's an incredible leader. He's a, he's a businessman in the community. Um, he's got a master's degree in theology and he has been teaching elementary for, get this everybody, five years. And so here's Josh. And of course, he's the, uh, the eligible you know, bachelor. And so whenever you're like uh, you know, friends with somebody like that and you're my age, it's kind of always what you do. We're like, I'm, I got you, bro. I'm gonna set you up. And I would always tell him, I'm really good at it. I can set you up, man. I'm, I'm your guy. You never believed me until I went to Denver. I was, I, I was, I was speaking at a church there. Pastor had, had this associate pastor on his staff. And he said, yeah, she's single. And I said, I got this, I got this kid's pastor back in Kansas City. And uh, just want you to know, I made a little text right there. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I just want you, and I just kind of camouflaged it all in church talk. Hey, I think we could learn from each other. I just, you know, I hope we would all. Da, 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 da. And hey, everybody, they met last year. Tasha came to flourish. And a year later, what's up? They got engaged that way. So anyway, I'm just saying, it's all right. All right. So there you go. It was better in the first service because he was here and I could yeah, embarrass him and it was great, but he's not here. But, um, but, I, but anyway, I just, I, I have a, other than pride, I have a story to tell right there. And that is, it's that moment where he, he, he just like every other engagement, she's saying, hey, I got the ring. And today in our age, that moment when you go public and you go put it on Instagram and it's a public statement. Here is a relationship that means so much to me that we are headed into for them engagement, a covenant relationship. It's for those of you that are uh, old school Facebook people, you know, you can change your status to in a relationship, right? <laughs> so from the baptism is this idea. You are making a public declaration. I have decided to go public with this. Jesus has saved me. Jesus is the Lord of all. Jesus has redeemed me. And so that, that going public with your faith is an obedient step. So we know, like when we read through the scriptures, I, I, I look at the moment, we talked about this this year, the story of the thief on the cross. And there's a moment where Jesus looks at him and says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And I think that uh, you and I, um, uh, we, we are saved for free. I mean, it's Jesus. There's nothing that we can do to earn it. It's just Christ. And 
then baptism is an obedience step. So it's, it's just a statement that says, I'm not going to keep it private. I'm going to go public. And so uh, I want to invite you to do a few things. I want to invite you to think back today, even of remembering the moment where you said, I, I went public. I, I want to invite you to even, if you will, consider celebrating baptism like you might celebrate a great meal or a, or a great football game. Like where you, you care and you celebrate. I, I just want to rewire the way that we think so that because we are the fellowship of the baptized, because we are the church of Jesus Christ in 2023 in Kansas City, that when we do celebrate baptism next week, that you might consider even joining in and clapping and celebrating and, and celebrating with these people. So if you're being baptized this week, uh, next week, maybe that you would invite people to come and celebrate like you would at a wedding or a big deal. And not treat baptism almost like um, a small kind of back ritual that I just got to do for church. But the, there would be, there was a moment where um, when Renata and I got engaged, we were so excited. I mean, October 9th, 1999. What's up? I remember the 90s. We didn't have social media. We weren't even like have enough money to have cell phones yet. So we came down, uh, we got engaged at the top of the Sears Tower, but in Chicago, and then we wanted everybody to know. So you know what we did? We got out quarters, old school, baby, old school. Got out quarters, started calling people. What's up, what's up? We're engaged, we're engaged, we're engaged. Why? We want people to know. There's many people, I've had people say that they don't even want to be baptized because they don't want people to see them wet. And I know I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, ho, 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 ho. Let's, let's, let's pull back and let's just, let's just look at the scriptures and have what Jesus has done for you. And then that step of obedience to go public with your faith, take up a little bit more real estate in your heart, a little bit more loyalty. What, Jesus, what do you want? What does it look like? What, what would my obedient step to baptism look like? And what would it look like for me to even make a big deal about the fact uh, that I've been baptized or make a big deal about uh, other people that I'm intentionally helping to come to know Jesus? And then, and then you jump in that, in that tank with them and, and, and baptize them. I, I just want you to have that dream. I just want you to imagine it. Baptism is an obedience step. Actually, we see um, in, in Matthew 28, we have Jesus saying in the Great Commission, go and, bab go and baptize them, make disciples and baptize them. Then we have in Acts chapter two, first sermon, Peter, he says, repent and be baptized. It's, it's, it's a step. And I think sometimes we ignore it. I wanna invite you just to let it take up a little bit more space in your view. Um, Repent and be baptized. Is, is, I grew up in church, so those are familiar words to me. But if you're new to the church world, you said those aren't even words that I use. Here's kind of the idea. Uh, repent would be to turn. It would be just to turn. I'm, I'm not going to go. I, I was doing my thing, um, but I repent and I'm going to go and I'm going to do Jesus thing. That's, I'm going to turn around. So it's, it's to turn. And then Baptism is just, it's just a public declaration of what Jesus has done for you. It's just letting the world know. So it'd be like to turn and to tell. It's just, I want everybody to know this is what God has done. And so in Romans 1, where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That's what I want for you. I want to invite you to just go, mm, instead of considering all the personal ideas as to why I'm not going to be baptized or I'm not gonna even care about other people being baptized. 
I want to put on display, go public, let the whole world know I'm not ashamed. This is what Jesus has done for me. And so I want to talk to you today just about a few ideas about baptism. And this first one comes here out of Romans 6 that it, when, you, when you said, I'll be baptized, it's, it's, it's a communication. All four of these ideas are communication of what Jesus has done for you. But when you go public with your faith, you're communicating that I have a new identity. So baptism communicates our new identity in Christ Jesus. So I was thinking about uh, the, that, that song that David Crowder sings, and it's actually an old hymn. And I, I didn't even really remember the old hymn until the song came out by David Crowder, and then it kind of like refreshes all the old school hymns. But I loved this lyric of the song where it says, um, and, and come thou fount of every blessing, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it in thy courts above. And I, I love that, uh, that lyric because if I'm honest, that prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. There's a, there's, a, there's a pain right there. Prone to leave the God I love. So we come in here and we sing on a Sunday and we'll say, I waste my life on you. I pour my love at your feet. Holy, holy, holy. And then there's this gap where I make choices, do things that fall so short, and there's this ache. That's what this lyric is. It's prone to leave the God I love. And I, I, I think that when we look at our own journey, one of the ways the enemy tries to get you to give up on Christianity is to, instead of defining your life by your new identity in Christ, the enemy wants you to define your life by your behavior. So if the enemy can get you to say, I'm miserable, I'm a failure, I can't do this, I'm pathetic. One of my biggest sadnesses in my life is I have had some buddies that in our teenage years, they were ablaze for Jesus. Today in their 40s, there's some of them that are far from God. This prone to wander has taken root in their heart. And I got a dream. I got a dream. I'll just be vulnerable with you and tell you. One of my dreams is to like one of those movies that are about old men. Like I love the movies about old men that are friends, like the grumpy old men or the guys, the old men that rob a bank, you know, like that kind of stuff. Because I got a dream, I got a, I got a dream about I, that. I don't care how long it takes. I got a dream. I'm going to keep praying for these guys. And I got a dream that one day that prone to wander, that they come back and they come to know Jesus. I, I got a dream of them entering the baptism tank, even if, <laughs> even if, I, if I drop them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I got that dream. But one of the pains for me is I feel, I, I look at their lives and so many started to define their lives, not by their new identity in Christ, but by the times that they missed the mark, the times that they fell short. Here in Romans 6, this is what Paul's talking about, where he's reminding the, the church in Rome, he's reminding them of their baptism to renew their identity. Isn't that interesting? So bear with me here. He's looking at them and he's saying, remember you were baptized. Remember, so instead of saying, uh, hey, let me just tell you, you pathetic sinning slugs. He points back, let me remind you that you've been baptized Christ has done a work inside of you and this is who you are. And so 
He says that early on. And then we, when we get to verse 11 and 12, early on right there in Romans 6. But when we get to 11 and 12, listen to the way he comes back around and hits it. Because in verse 12, he's going to hit the behavior. But in verse 11, before verse 12, he says in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. He's talking about their mind. I, I, want, I, I want to remind you who you are. I want you to remember. And the temptation for us is to skip that. To skip, I have new life in Christ. I am a part of the fellowship of the baptized. I have made a public declaration. Jesus saved me. And I don't define my life based upon when I've fallen short. I define my life based upon what Christ has done inside of me. And far too many define their lives by broken behavior rather than what Jesus has done for them. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And then, he, then we get the therefore. And because of that, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Get this. Remember who you are. I'm an old school youth pastor. I know this is hard, but I was a youth pastor for 20 years. So now I have an identity as a youth pastor. All right. So just bear with me. But it's that moment. Remember that moment in Lion King where, where the witch doctor monkey goes after Simba? And Simba's out seeing Akuna Matata living out in the swamplands, living far from his destiny. And then all of a sudden, Rafiki comes out. He's like a witch doctor monkey. And he comes out and he finds the little, the little lion who's believed a lie, lives out in the swamplands, is not fulfilling his destiny at Pride Rock. And he beats him on the head. Remember that? And then he says this, remember who you are. Remember that phrase? Remember who you are. Okay, here's what he's saying. If, if, I get, if you remember your identity, then your behavior will line up with your identity. If you remember, this is who you, you Mufasa's boy, right? You Mufasa's boy, right? That's what we get. So our temptation is to say, I feel short. I lied. I'm filled with lust. I've got greed in my heart. I guess I'm going to give up on Christianity. I, turns out, this whole sin problem isn't new to America or new to our generation. Turns out we got it happening right here in Rome. Turns out this has been a challenging problem for a long time, right? So what is the solution that Paul gives here? He says, remember who you are. That's what he's saying. He's saying, okay, consider yourself or count yourself. It's talking about the movies that you run in your mind. He's talking about how you think. So in order to fix the behavior problem, he's talking about how you think about who you are, about your identity, right? It's like, th this is what I've done with my boys. My boys, uh, uh, when they were little, I had read 1 Timothy 6, 11, where Paul looks at young Timothy and says, but you, old man of God, pursue righteousness. So I started calling my boys when they were little, man of God, just because I saw Paul do it over Timothy. But you, old man of God, man of God, man of God, right? What am I doing? I'm defined. This is how I see you. This is who you are, right? I had a buddy, uh, Pastor and his teenage son uh, got arrested with, the, with his friend. And I don't even actually know what they did, but they got arrested. And then they called, the police called um, the two fathers and the fathers showed up to get their boys. Uh, they were both seated in the back of a police car. And one father started yelling at his son, you always do this. You're, I'm done. You're pathetic, right? What's he doing? Well, he's speaking uh, your behavior defines who you are. But my friend looked at his son and said, you've never needed me as much as you need me right now. And I love you right now in the midst of this disaster. 
And this may be what you have done, but this is not who you are. So here's what he's doing. He's, he's going, okay, young, young 16 year old boy, you may have had behavior that is not good, but let me remind you who you are. And this is what, this is a way that Paul is working on transformation. He's saying, remember, you are those who have been baptized. This is what God has done inside of you. So, hey, don't, don't pursue sin. Don't step into that. No, let, let me remind you who you are. And I think that we have, uh, I think we have a shortage of, of celebrating baptism. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I think if you look at the early church, uh, they were actually called the fellowship of the baptized. Actually, when Paul speaks, he's always talking about it as if it's a foregone conclusion. He presupposes baptism for those who have said yes to Jesus. But we live in such a consumer culture that people think it's kind of like a la carte where I go through the buffet line and I choose the things that I want. I'll do small group. I won't do, I will not fill out a card and I, I'll text this. I won't say, and I don't like that guy. So, and baptism, yeah, oh, no, no, hold on. Now, this isn't about you. This is about you saying yes to Jesus. So Jesus, if, if, if Jesus put in great commission, be baptized. If, if we read in Acts 2, I mean, literally they look back at Peter and they say, what shall we do? It's, it's literally a next steps question. All right, what's next? And he says, repent and be baptized. He's saying, all right, turn and tell the world. Renat and I... Um, had these uh, young adults when we lived in Colorado that came to us and told us we were, we were challenging them on their behavior. <laughs> and they said, uh, well, um, we didn't want to tell you this, but we're, we're actually married. And we were like, no, no, no. You guys are young adults in the church. And they're like, oh no, we secretly got married, but we've told no one. And you know what Renata and I said? You're cray cray, right? <laughs> that is so weird. You can't do that. Something is off, Right? That's a different story, but we went to fix that problem, right? There are some people that we have in the scriptures, repent and be baptized. And you're going, I just want to keep it private. I don't want to go public with my faith. And here's what, I'm not going to call you cray cray, but, but I do want to invite you to just look at the scriptures and say, not, not what do I want, not where I have a privatized religion and I do what I want to do, but I take the word of God and I say, what does the scripture say? And I say, How, what does it look like for me to go public with my faith? Um, I know for me, uh, I was uh, baptized, um, as a, as a kid. And so, um, mine was January 19th, 1986. What's called eighties, baby. What's up, Ben Ray? We got the eighties. What's up? Right. <laughs> and, and so for me, it would be looking back and saying, okay, I know the struggles that I had last week, the struggles that I had this week that I'll, that I'll, that I'm aiming at probably have again in the future, but I got to remember this. Jesus saved me and I went public. And so no matter what the enemy comes after me, trying to get me to define David, give up because your behavior doesn't align. I, I believe this. I'm going to consider, I'm going to count myself alive to God. It's, it's what God is. God is at work inside of me. Second idea is this, baptism communica communicates we are under new authority, new authority. So it is an obedient step to be baptized. And it's also an obedient step to care about other people coming to know Jesus and baptize them. And you don't have to do it in the tank. You could have a vision to baptize them at the pool at 119th and Metcalf. I don't care, 
right? But you got a, that might be weird, but, uh, but you got a vision that you're a baptizer. That's almost a foreign thought for most of us, right? But, but imagine if you could stand before Jesus and your Christianity was not just, I prayed a prayer when I was 24 and I marinated in the church until I died, right? But if you had a confession, something like, Jesus, I followed you. And I actually tried to step into helping other people come to know you. And then I celebrated in baptizing them where they went public with their faith. I think that um, many of us don't, even, even, even to take that step of obedience, many of us um, choose not to. And it's actually a sign of, I'm not gonna be obedient. I'm, I actually am still Lord of my own life. I actually, I'll take Jesus as savior, but not as Lord. I'll, I want salvation, but I'm still going to run. I'm still going to run the show. But if you, if, if you can take, okay, Jesus, you are my savior and I received the free gift of salvation. And now I take an obedient step under your authority, what you told me to do. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to not only turn, but I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the world, I'm going to repent and I'm gonna be baptized. I'm, I, I want everyone to know, it's not my way. I'm no, longer, I'm no longer the Lord of my own life. You're the Lord of my life. Um, when I met Renata, um, she had a very good looking boyfriend um, and he was about 6'2", uh, tall, dark, and handsome. And then I came along and uh, I was neither of those. Or I was, and I, and so I entered her world at five, five and loud, right? Um, and when Renata finally decided to uh, say yes to me, if she had said, hey, David, I want to say yes to that guy and you, I would say, oh no, you must repent of that man. Turn from him and come with me, right? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then... I know that it's hard to tell the whole world that this is what you, but I want you to let the whole world know that you're with me, girl, right? Okay. <laughs> What's up? I win, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, that's what, what, what we do is we say, Jesus, I'm with you. My, my allegiance so if Jesus says, hey, be baptized, there was an Old Testament covenantal way where I marked my people and you guys can be glad circumcision is, is no more. There's an obedient step in the New Testament called baptism. And I, 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 want, you to, I want you to go public. I want you, don't keep this private. You are not ashamed of Christ. This is who I am. And here's why we do this. I know we do this because honestly, we live in a culture where it's okay to say a private prayer in a church and never go public. Nobody cares. But the moment that you go public, well, welcome to a little potential um, tension, right? Hey, Christianity though, <laughs> just so you know, um, the kind of rejection or suffering that you think you experience in 2023 in Kansas City is pretty low compared to yeah. the suffering of the church around the world for the last 2,000 years. That's right. 
So one of your joys is this. Of course, I said yes to Jesus. He is worth following. I, I, I am not, I'm actually not that great at being Lord. I'm actually not that great of having all power. I don't have hardly any power. And I get to make him Lord, and he has all power, and he's king, and he's God. All right, and it's actually my privilege yeah. to say I have decided and go into the waters of baptism and let the whole world know. That's like that's another hymn. Let the whole world know that the king is in residence here. So let it fly in the sky. Let the whole, come on, Ben. World know that the king, right. that's just me and Ben. That's, that's old school Sunday school right there. But that's what it is. It's that, that old school hymn, it's about raising the flag. Let, let the whole world know. I'm just telling you, I wanna invite you. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to think about it in your own life. What does it look like? Jesus, I have a new identity in you. No matter what lies come in, God, you, I, 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 I renew my mind and I've been baptized. I have a new identity in Christ and I follow your authority. So I'm no longer the authority. I have a, there's a new authority. I, Jesus, you have authority in my life. Another one is baptism communicates. We're part of a new family. So you feel lonely. You feel isolated. Well, guess what? When you say yes to Jesus, you become a part of his family. You become a part of his body. And so while it might be great to have uh, some friends at a school cafeteria, might be friends to, it might be great to everybody be a part of the same political party, might be great to be a part of a nation, might be, part, uh, be a part of chief's kingdom, might be uh, uh, great to be uh, everybody like some store or some um, country club. All of those do not compare to the fellowship of the redeemed, the, the fellowship, the early church was called the fellowship of the baptized. I used to have this professor that he would just have tears as I say, we are a part of the fellowship of the baptized where we have, we have made a covenant when, and it is the covenant that most defines us more than your letter jacket, more than your money, more than the car you drive. This is who you are. And you enter into that family. Those relationships are what you invest in and delight in and spend time in and care about. I love, uh, yesterday, uh, we had Flourish here. Hey, we had over 200 ladies at Flourish yesterday, everybody. That was a great time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Aaron and I stopped by to pick up uh, Renata and Jossie uh, and to run them back up to the airport. And uh, for just a moment there, uh, I saw uh, Rebecca uh, Montgomery and Jamie Gersten right there as I got there. And I had this thought, because I knew I was preaching on this today. Both of those ladies in the last couple of years have adopted children into their families. So those children that were isolated and didn't have family, now they have a family. And so I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know if you, how broken, disconnected, isolated you feel, but it is the role of the body of Christ. You say yes to Jesus. You are part of a covenant family that has supernatural power in its veins. It's God at work. And I know you go, oh, but we live in 2023 and it's Protestantism and we fight over doctrines all the time and we all hate each other. Okay, no, no, no. No, we are committed to being God at work inside of you, God at work inside of me. We got a mission and we're gonna lay our lives down to love one another. We're gonna jump into 64 different small groups and try to, try to jump into being what Christ has called us to be. And so the, that the most broken, lonely people find Christ and when they find Christ, they find family. When, when, they, when they find Christ... So you know what that means? That means you got to live a supernatural way. That means, you, that, that, means that it's, it's not box checking church. It's, oh, Jesus, you've given me this new identity. Jesus, 
My, you are my new authority. It's Jesus. Ha! You've given me a new family so that I get to not only be blessed by that, but to be a blessing. That's Genesis 12. That's Abraham. We're still a part of that covenant family. You're blessed to be a blessing. So Jesus, you've blessed me. I pour out my life. Well, no, David, I do pick and choose a la carte Christianity. No, hold on. No, Jesus, I'm gonna do what you've called me to. So I get to find family. I get to find community because Christ is our common bond. Christ is what unites us. Um, and then last idea is this. Baptism communicates we are stepping into new life. New life. Now, I just, I know I read the message last week, but I'm gonna read it again this week because I'm in love with how fresh it feels. Just listen to this text in Romans 6. This is why I did this Romans 6. I just want you to see this because in the message, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, it's got, some, it's got some oomph on it. Listen to this. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. Now, I can't read that. I don't know if you can. I can't read that without thinking of God's people delivered out of Egypt, going through the Red Sea and going into the wilderness and then the promised land. Like this whole language is about a new land. Now, I was just thinking about this idea of baptism. If you are one of these people and you have, God has brought you out of Egypt. And I mean, the 10 plagues and you suddenly are in shock and awe about, whoa, wow, Yahweh, you saved us. You brought us up out of Egypt. This is awesome. Imagine the potential fear. Um, I don't know all that you'd feel when you've got Pharaoh's armies behind you with chariots coming after you. You've, you've, you've celebrated that you've left Egypt. Now you got the sea in front of you. The water. And it's just an intriguing story because I just imagine if you're in that moment where you're like, I'm so grateful that he saved us. He rescued us out of Egypt, but you're not done yet. I mean, imagine the waters have parted. There's dry ground, but you have to walk through the waters. I think that's where a lot of us are in our lives. I'm thankful for grace, thankful for salvation. But this, the Christian life, you keep moving. And I picture these people right here where they go, I actually have to trust to live a supernatural life. I'm, I'm gonna believe that Yahweh is going to protect me as I walk through those waters. Those waters aren't going to crush me. I'm gonna keep moving. I think it takes trust. And when you say yes to baptism, you're saying, okay, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna take another obedience step. 
I'm going to say yes to what Jesus said. I'm gonna say yes to what we hear in Acts 2 when Peter preaches. I'm gonna say yes to what we read. I mean, the Pauline epistles where Paul's saying, no, this baptism thing's real. And I think for many of you, it's, it is a little scary. You're like, wow, I don't know if I wanna get this serious with uh, religion. I was talking to a guy last week where he kept saying, using the word religion. And I realized it's almost, it was almost like a category. And because I'm a pastor and I live in this world, I, I, it helped me understand that it was like, it's like a category to him. And I wanna encourage you. Yes, you're saying it's the authority of Jesus. It is, it is not any other authority. It's not any other religion. There's only one way, one truth. It is Jesus. And I am choosing him. And I'm saying, yes, I want his supernatural life. This is the idea here in the text even. Jesus takes up residency. God takes up residency inside of you so that you then live a supernatural life. The Israelites went into a supernatural God taking care of them. And it's, this is an obedience step. This is the beginning of, of obedience where you just say, I have decided to do the Jesus life, the, G, the obedient to Christ life. And that takes trust again. Take another step. And you know what happens? You'll be baptized and then come up out of the water. You'll trust him almost even like a trust fall. Okay, I trust Jesus. Come up out of the water and then you'll celebrate. You'll know God is at work. It's not magic, but it is God at work. It is God doing something inside of you. And then he'll say, all right, now here's your next step. And if the Israelites followed a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night, he'll say, here's the person that I want you to sacrificially love. Or he might say, here's how I want you to pray. Or he might say, here's how I want you to serve. Or here's how I want you to give. Or here. But you are on a journey. I'm just telling you, box checking church Christianity will not satisfy. It can't. A religious, I feel good about myself because I checked a religious box. It does not work. But living in relationship with the God of the universe who saved you and transforms you and fills you with supernatural power and gives you mission and purpose is worth dying for. And so you saying yes to Jesus in baptism, it's a step. And here's what I want to encourage you with. I want to encourage you that that baptism, let it just take up a little more space in your heart, your own baptism story. The baptism of other people, like really celebrating, like really caring, like, like celebrating with the community of faith, but also celebrating when you bring someone to church, bring someone to a small group or sit with them at Starbucks to give their life to Jesus. And you're discipling them and you're helping them follow and you're, you're getting them a Bible and you're, you're walking with them. And then there's the day where they say, Hey, I'd love to be baptized. And you say, Oh, I know how it works in my church. You and me, right? Cause that's, that's the dream. The dream is that we would say, Jesus, what you said, we're committed to live here and now. Bow your heads with me. You just ask the Holy Spirit to give you your next step. What's one prompting the Holy Spirit is telling you to do? Now we give Jesus your yes.
Maybe you're in the room today and <laughs> this is the best news you've heard. There is a God and he loves you. And he sent his only son, Jesus, on a rescue mission to die in your place for your sin that you might have eternal life. And Jesus wants relationship with you. And it's a free gift. And today, you might say, I, I want in on that. I wanna be a follower of Jesus. Just a moment, I'm gonna count to three. And if that's you, I wanna invite you just to raise your hand. I'm not gonna bring you to the front. I'm not gonna take you to, into another room. I'm just gonna invite you to pray a prayer with me from your seat. But if that's you and you say, I wanna follow Jesus, I want him to save me today. On three, we just shoot up your hand. One, two, three, just raise your hand. We just pray this prayer. Jesus, rescue me, save me. Make me a new person. I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand together. Can we give a hand for everybody that prayed that prayer? Can you do that? I'd like to invite our ushers to come forward. We'll uh, take just a moment and pray over our offering. I want to encourage you to make sure and put those connection cards here in the bucket. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. I thank you for what you're going to do next week. God, whether it's one person baptized or however many, I ask, Lord Jesus, that we, the fellowship of the baptized, would cheer and celebrate and sing and rejoice. Look what the Lord has done. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be an authentic church. God, we don't wanna play games. God, we wanna be the real deal. We thank you for the good news of the gospel that has transformed us and changed us. Now come, Holy Spirit, fill us completely. Come, Holy Spirit, mark us. God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would take what we give. God, I'm asking, Lord God, that you would use it to make a difference in the next generation here in Kansas City and around the world. God, we just pray. Will you just stretch out your hands? Just pray. Our building's that direction. I just wanna pray over our new building. Can you do that? Is that all right? Can you do that? Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, God, would you use that building, that space that you've given us, that miracle building. Lord God, we pray that thousands would come to know you. God, I ask, Lord God, that the prayer meetings would be full. God, I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that those neighborhoods would be changed because of a light. Jesus Church at work here. God, we're asking, Lord God, that there would be other nations, Lord God, that would hear the good news of the gospel because of missionaries that come from that house. God, we're believing for the things of God in our day, revival in our day, our children, our teenagers knowing God in our day. God, we give cheerfully and gladly in Jesus.